This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, Every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast... Our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 103. Thank you so much for being here. This is your friend, Bunny. I cannot believe that it is already mid-October. What? We have like two and a half months left of 2022. What? I don't know. I just feel like ever since the pandemic, maybe 2020, the past few years have literally just been like this wild blur that went by so fast, but also so slow. It really just emphasizes how time is so relative. And it also just shows like how adaptable we are. We are so adaptable. You know, when I get worried about the world, when I get worried about my future, when I get worried about what's going to happen or the things that I'm not in control over, I always remember, hey, you always adapt to the situation. If I lived in a previous generation and you told me that one day there would be this thing where you typed into a computer and you could get answers to whatever question you wanted and that you could connect to anybody in the world and that everybody would be participating in this new digital realm. I would have had a complete existential panic attack just imagining such a huge change or such a new reality. And yet it just happened and we're just adapting and we're adjusting and our minds are like, tapping in to like new ways of being. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes we don't give ourselves a lot of credit, like how amazing we are as, as creatures, as human beings. Um, I know we do a lot of emphasis on like all the ways that our spirits help us, you know, transcend um, our humanness. But also, like, our humanness is still really, really amazing. Like, amazing. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just wanted to point that out. It's pretty cool. 
pretty cool being human at this time in a lot of ways. All right, my loves, let's get to the questions. Content warning, the following question has references to sexual assault. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for all your loving responses for Exo Higher Self and for handling everyone with so much tenderness and care. Hearing all the beautiful people on this podcast share their stories feels validating and inspiring. There is a person who is no longer in my life and has come back into my life in ways that I did not ask for. This is hard for me, even when I have communicated that I have to stop communicating with them. We had a sexually intimate relationship in my first year of college. She had been going through a breakup and just wanted a sexual relationship. I was infatuated with her and denied those feelings to myself and her because I was insecure and believed someone as beautiful and confident as she was would not return my feelings, even though we continued a sexual relationship and would also hang out as friends. She abruptly ended communication with me after telling me that she was returning to her ex after months into our, quote, situationship, unquote. In the years after that, she showed up to queer meetings she knew I would be leading, would try to talk to me, called and texted me, letting me know she had feelings, and finally stopped after one night picking me up so we could talk. She told me that she only saw me as a friend that night, which was emotionally confusing because after and before that meetup, she said to me that she did, in fact, like me. She texted me as well to let me know her best friend had passed away, who I had met when I went with her to Pride. Recently, I graduated college and moved to a new city. I have a partner I love very much. So it was very emotionally confusing to receive a call asking if she could talk to me. She told me that my godmother, who also happened to be her teacher in high school and the person who I lived with in my first year of college, had done nothing to help her when she reported that she had been sexually assaulted in high school. She also told me that the on and off again ex was sexually assaulting minors and that she got back with this person while she was seeing me so that this person would stop dating minors. Unfortunately, they broke up and got back together a few times. She said she wanted me to know that I was loved at the time even though I had said that I did not think it was possible for me. I am struggling because I wonder if she meant that she loved me or that I was loved in a spiritual sense, like we are all loved, you are too. There is no actual resolution to this call. She said she was going to therapy, was happy, and had a good job as a TA. It took my breath away physically to talk to her. All the emotions for her rushed back. This is confusing because I feel like her talking to me was just a way for her to continue her healing journey. I'm struggling with the infatuation with her to this day. She shows up in my dreams. I don't know how to get her out of my head. I don't believe she will contact me again. Still, my infatuation with her gave me so much anxiety. I struggle with hearing about how she was sexually assaulted and how we had sex after that without me knowing about her experience. I worry that she used us having sex as self-harm or distraction from the pain of her SA and her breakups with an abuser. 
I don't know how to eliminate the insecurity my infatuation for her came with. How do I move on and why does she still have such an impact on me? Hi, my love. Well, I totally understand why this situation is confusing for you because it seems like this person is very confusing. And what I sense is that it's not so much you're infatuated with her specifically as an individual. It's the infatuation with constantly be being put into this unknown place with her. She's always kind of left you vulnerable to whatever she decides in every situation that you've been in from the moment that you started hooking up in college, her being able to just abruptly end it without you knowing that that was going to happen, um, showing up places where you've been, even though she supposedly wasn't supposed to want to see you again, or you're not supposed to see each other, then saying she did like you. And then when you finally agreed to meet up with her, saying that she didn't like you that way, now calling you again after the, out of the blue and and loading all of this information on you about your godmother, about her situation, about sexual assault and all this stuff. And then you're just supposed to just kind of take it. And it seems like your whole relationship has her just having no boundaries around you and you really being in a position to be constantly guessing what she's going to do or what she's going to say or how she really feels when it doesn't even seem like she necessarily knows that either. And so it's like she's this big mystery to you. And the part of you that wants to figure her out is what you're infatuated with. You just want to know what happened and why. What are the reasons you were treated that way? What's really going on with her? What did it mean when you were together? What did it mean when you weren't talking? What does it mean that she's contacting you now? What does it mean? And, you know, and all of these answers. And, and I totally understand that. I totally understand wanting to know that stuff. But at a certain point, you have to accept that you're not going to get those answers, that it's not going to be clear. The only thing that is clear is what this teaches you about yourself and the type of relationships that you actually do deserve and the type of honesty that you deserve and the boundaries that are good for you. Everything that happens is a lesson that our higher self is trying to bring us closer to more fully loving ourselves, more fully accepting ourselves, more fully having joyful lives, emotionally safe lives, relationships that are respectful and honor us for who we are. And what it seems like this person represents in your life is somebody that has never really given you that type of security. And, you know, we could go deep dive into that. Maybe that is representative of how you grew up. Maybe somebody important in your life that was never making you feel totally secure and coming in and out of your life or making you afraid that their love isn't always going to be there. We all deserve relationships that are emotionally safe, that have a level of predictability that we can depend on people that we can have a level of expectation with because 
they show up. And if they do have to leave or if they need space or if the relationship isn't working, then they stay away and don't just kind of dip their toe back in just to get like an ego boost every once in a while or to feel like they still have some kind of control over the situation or maybe they just want you to help them whenever it's convenient for them in their life. And this isn't to knock that person at all because who knows all of the things that she's dealing with. And I'm sure she is growing and learning and she will continue. And I'm sure like a part of her really wants to be a good friend to you and really does care about you. But we all have our shit. We all have baggage and we project that out into our relationships. And some people's baggage is just not compatible with ours. It actually makes things worse. It actually makes us feel more insecure. It's actually too triggering. And the act of saying no or the act of saying, actually, I don't want this in my life is part of our healing and our growth and our self-love. So it's okay that you're dreaming about her. It's not really about her. It's about the lesson. It's about your subconscious showing you, hey, what does she represent for you? Does she represent pain and, and feelings of loss or insecurity? Or does she represent and is she a symbol of the boundaries that you need and what you don't want? And that's how we take control of a situation that is ultimately uncontrollable and you can't control what she does. And even if she gave you some kind of explanation one day, it might be something completely different the next because she's proven to have changed her mind. So this isn't, she isn't the person to give you the closure that you need. You're an amazing person you're an amazing friend. You have a huge heart. I'm so happy that you're in a relationship now. I'm happy that you've moved to a new city. You have such joy around you. You don't need this. And that and that is why it showed back up because the universe will get, test us, always testing us. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just shows you how much you've grown. So boundaries, take control, change the story. Sending you lots of love. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bunny. I've been following you for about a year and a half to two years, and this is my first time submitting to the podcast. So, hello, I'm B. I use they, them pronouns, 
And your work has been really inspiring and helpful for my growth and healing journey. I'm calling in today because I'm currently in this season of vulnerability where I'm focused on being like on feeling my feelings and being present in my life, creating boundaries and trying my best to do it with compassion. I've been living here in New York for a year now for school and with that transition, I had to seek a new therapist that I was finally able to move through my trauma with um, in March. I started that in March. Where I'm at now is kind of a rocky boat with embracing the love in my life that I didn't know existed for me in my childhood while still being hurt by others as I continue to show my show up tenderly and vulnerable. All last year, I really struggled because of many, many things, but I dissociated away many months and dealing with my trauma while officially away from home for the first time um, was really hard. Most of this without a therapist. I quickly developed a crush on someone when I moved in um, that a lot of people honestly adored in my dorm hall. And I struggled to fit into the cliques that she was in and and the other cliques that were on the floor. So I didn't, but I really tried to connect with people on a deeper level um, in my floor and It wasn't really working so well. I did, however, be courageous and take a step with my crush um, and took her on a date on her birthday, which didn't lead to anything romantic or really anything at all. Um, She told me after the fact that she wasn't really interested in dating, but friends was cool. And this was around October or November of last year. I did find out months later from her that she was seeing someone privately. At the time I took her out to this date, which I wasn't bothered by because I'm polyamorous. So I was like, this isn't, which I shared with um, very early on that I was like polyamorous queer person. So, but the whole year went and I tried to connect with her, with what I perceived as chemistry and enthusiasm was really just unreciprocated attraction or like energy. I pushed through that though. I repressed those feelings that I had for her and just tried to match her energy all last year um, until the last day of school when she asked me to have sex. And I said, yes. I remember how I got so filled with emotions, I dissociated, but I was still here mentally. And I just couldn't believe this was happening. It felt like this is what the universe is gifting me with. I felt like I had to do something right finally. Um, And then we both moved out the next day for summer break. In the whole summer, there was no communication And there wasn't any communication until I made the first move um, over a month ago to reconnect platonically. I put in the effort to make plans and it was eventually, um, nothing really 
followed through. Um, she ended up bailing on me like really last minute and a way that I felt like was really not respectful. And with that, I've kind of been able to allow myself to realize that this whole time I've been vulnerable. I, and maybe it was mutual. I just, regardless of that, I feel really used. And I've been noticing how frequently in my life, when I show up with my authentic self, people will show their enthusiasm, but in reality, only accept parts of me that is comfortable for them. I am learning this is where my boundaries come in. And I've been working with that through my, with my therapist and through all this, um, I just still struggle. And I wonder where my compassion will take me. I've been compassionate myself and loving to myself and coping the best I can um, through art. And, you know, I make zines, which you really inspired me to do. Um, but I'm wondering, like, how to feel when it comes to extending my compassion to others. Because I'm just feeling so hurt and I'm just like upset by that, like that I was so compassionate that it got me hurt. And I respect this person that I liked as a person, but I'm just really disturbed that it was kind of like my vulnerability was used against me. So I'm just wondering what I should think and how I should move through this because it doesn't feel great. Like I feel very yucky. I feel very taken advantage of and just shameful. And I don't want to believe there was any malicious intent. And like, I know that she probably is at a different point in her growth and it made a disconnect probably with us connecting, but I just, I just feel angry and upset. Thank you. Hi, sweetheart. I'm sorry that this whole situation is making you feel angry and sad and used. And I totally understand that. Before we get into the situation with that person, I also want to say it's so amazing of you to be doing all of this healing and working on your trauma and going to therapy while at the same time being in school and having to deal with school and all of those changes and living in a whole other situation where you're like constantly in these like social situations that are hard. And I think they're hard for a lot of people. They were definitely hard for me in college. I struggled making friends in college, not because, you know, I wasn't worthy of friendship, but because it's not always those environments where I feel comfortable. So it's hard for me to get to know other people when I'm not feeling comfortable. So I just want to really emphasize that you are doing such an amazing job. And I know that this is really difficult. Healing is difficult. Relationships are difficult, but you're doing so, so good. And you're also very sensitive because you're working on your trauma and you do need relationships that are going to be supportive and dependable. When you said to me, 
it's hard to find the compassion. Why are people doing this to me when I'm being compassionate? I think there might be a very important piece that's missing. And I'm talking about self-compassion. Was it self-compassion that continued you talking to somebody who already told you they weren't interested? We tend to think that just because our crushes aren't interested and say they, they say they just want to be friends, that we should be friends with them. But the truth of the matter is we shouldn't be friends with anybody unless we're just friends. If you are infatuated with them or you have a crush on them, you can't actually be their friend because that's not what you're interested in. You have other motivations. And it's because that relationship was never really a friendship. It was a unrequited romance that she could step in and be like, hey, let's have sex. And you would say yes, because you still have those feelings. And and because you're not in a place where you could be like, actually, that's going to ruin our friendship because the friendship part wasn't really there. And from her point of view, she could just take it as a casual thing because she doesn't have those deeper feelings, those romantic feelings, but you do. So the experience is going to be different for you. And so the missing piece here is when you make choices based on what's compassionate to your feelings and knowing what's good for you. When we don't connect with somebody romantically, it's not because we're not good enough for them. It's because there's a serious compatibility issue. If somebody isn't interested in you romantically, it's because they know something you don't know. They know that you're not their type. They're not going to be your type. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you because guess what? You need somebody who is going to show up, who is going to treat you right, who is going to value you, who is not going to flake out late last minute, who is going to give you the tenderness that you deserve. And this is not that person. You actually don't want them because you want something else. And you're, you're hoping that that person would eventually become what you want based on maybe physical attraction or attraction to their personality or whatever attracted to you to them initially, but they aren't that person that you want. So I know from your perspective, it can feel like, well, why am I trying and I'm not getting things back? But you also have to understand that what tree are you barking up? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right phrase. Like we're barking up, barking up the wrong tree, barking up the wrong tree. You are a sensitive beautiful person who is healing and needs a lot of tenderness, also needs an environment that is conducive to your sensitivities and being in a dorm room in a group and cliques and stuff like that, like that's, that's hard. Like that's a socially difficult situation for a lot of people. And I'm sure it's more difficult for other people that you're around than you necessarily realize. Maybe they're better at masking that, but that's a difficult situation for a lot of people. How we engage socially has so much to do with how we grew up, the environment, 
being exposed to like social situations as a kid or maybe like any trauma or bullying we went through, you know, there's so many different factors that contribute to the type of environments that are conducive to us opening up or to meeting people who are compatible with us. And just because a group of people and around you seem to all be like getting along and being compatible with each other and you're not feeling included or you don't feel like they're accepting you doesn't mean you're not worthy of those type of relationships. It just means this is not your click and that's okay. When we get into college and when we're in these environments, it can feel like our world is really small. It can feel like our social world is this, these people. And then we judge ourselves based on how we're doing with those people. But the world is huge. There's so many cuties out there. There's so many sensitive folks out there. There's so many people who are going through a healing journey just like you. There's so many people who feel like outsiders in certain social situations just like you, including me. When I first went to college in New York, I was coming off of like a huge breakup and I was still so obsessed with my ex. Like I wanted her to take me back. I went to be with her. She went to college at Pratt and I went to college in the city. And I went to college in the city basically to be with her. I was a year younger than her. So she went to New York ahead of me, cheated on me a bunch, broke up with me um, right before I came to New York. And it was devastating for me because I was going to New York. I didn't have any friends. She was my only friend. And then she broke up with me. And so I was in this new city. I was in a dorm on like 50 something street, no friends. And I remember like the moment when I realized that there's other people out there. <laughs> like I clearly remember I was like, actually, this is a funny story, not to go into a rant, but I was actually at her apartment and we were supposedly just friends at the time. And I went to her apartment in Brooklyn one of the days in my freshman year, supposedly just as friends. I'm still obviously super crushed out just want to be with her. And I go there and she has like some friends over. And there's this person there who is like really, really cute, like super, super cute. At the time I was like, they're way out of my league. Like, you know, they seem like some super cool lesbian that's like older and whatever. But, but I still took it as a sign that like, wait a minute, there's other people out in the world. Like, I, why am I so focused on my ex? Like, I need to like understand that there's so many other possibilities for me. There's so many other people in the world. And this person who I didn't know at all and didn't continue to have a relationship with at all, just kind of represent, it was like this light clicked in my head. And I was like, oh my God, there's other cuties out there. Great. I don't have a chance with that person, but they're out there. Here's one in the same room as me, right? Flash forward eight years later and I meet that person again, like at a party or something. And we end up dating 
for like four years. Eight years later after that. Which is funny. I mean, we broke up. We didn't, you know, and now I'm with somebody else. But like, it just goes to show you like the universe is wild. We have to keep our hearts open and trust as long as we stay true to ourselves, accept ourselves, love ourselves, value ourselves, that is what is going to keep us on the right path. And you're already doing that. You're doing so well. So well. So even on the days when it feels really hard, just know you're enough. You're amazing. And there's so much more out there. So you might as well just enjoy today, enjoy tomorrow. Don't get too caught up in the worries and the fears. You're a lovable, lovable person. Wishing you all the best. The following question was submitted on our site. Dear Bunny, I'm a 22-year-old girl who has almost finished her master's in economics and now sitting for my placements, and almost all the companies that are coming are outside my native place where I've lived all my life. I'm not open to relocating right now, as I really like living with my parents, but I'm feeling so much FOMO of the opportunities I'm missing out on because of this. I know myself and what I need versus what I want at this moment. I really need to do something I want to do, which is standing my ground and applying for jobs in my hometown. But my heart wants to take the leap and just live my best life out there without anyone's restrictions. I've talked about it in therapy as well, and I know that just wanting to do what everyone else is doing, like living alone in other cities and partying and hooking up, is cool, but I don't want to do it every day. Like I want to have a job which doesn't take away my priorities of being with my loved ones and just talking to my mom at the end of the day and hugging her and just spending time with her. But I'm really annoyed that I have to make a trade-off between being here and seeing my classmates grow and progress in their life. I always look forward to your podcast and any perspective on this would be helpful. Lots of love. You are the best, Bunny. Hey, babe. Well, I think it's so sweet and so amazing that you want to stay living with your parents. I think that that is like, that really touches my heart. And it's awesome that you have such a great relationship with them. Really, truly, it's beautiful. And that's not the case with everybody. If it was, probably more people would stay in their parents' house if they could, right? So that is such a blessing. And it's also an incredible blessing that you have other options too. You could leave town, go get a job somewhere else, pursue these opportunities with other companies. So first, I just want to say you're in an amazing position. You have a lot of different ways you could do this thing, make this choice, take this next step. And no matter what you choose, you can always decide, hey, actually, maybe I want to try the other thing. It's never too late. If you get a job and you end up realizing actually, this isn't for me, the city isn't for me, you can go back home, you can get a different job. If you stay home and you're starting to feel like, actually, this is difficult for me to grow in this space, maybe I do need to get my own space, you can do that too. 
it's never too late to make a different decision. And so much about life is trial and error. If I could count how many different things I thought I was going to be doing, it would be like, I always knew I'd do something creative, but there's been so many different avenues of me trying stuff. I've done like fashion stuff, acting stuff, music stuff, you know, all of these different things. I envisioned myself having a career in this or this or this. And and then it ended up being something that I could have never predicted. So that's just how life is. And the most important thing is you follow what feels right to you, not get caught up in what other people are doing, because the reason why our lives aren't always going to look the same is because we have different needs. We have different relationships. We have different senses of spaces that make us feel comfortable. And what I think is really important for you to keep in mind is that you are constantly growing, constantly evolving, and you need an environment that is conducive to that. So if that's still possible where you're at, that's wonderful. The reason why a lot of people don't think it is is because it reminds them so much of their past, their childhood home reminds them so much of their past and they want to grow beyond that. And that's totally understandable. And they want to have other types of relationships away from their family, away from their family's eyes, away from their parents' judgment. And I totally get that. But you're you and you don't have to do what other people need to do because you have different needs. So as long as you are committed to letting yourself grow as an individual, to exploring and experiencing new things so you can get a sense of what brings you joy, what doesn't bring you joy, so you can live out to your creative potential and develop a really intimate relationship with your higher self where you know you're working on your own healing and connecting to bringing more love to the planet in your own individual way. It doesn't matter the form of that. It really matters if you're staying on that inner journey. So whatever environment will be conducive to that That's the one you need to choose. And if you realize, actually, after some time, this isn't working for my inner journey. This actually isn't helping me feel more connected to my strength, my power, my individuality, my authenticity, my creative potential, then you can choose something else. I know that life is like really serious and really challenging But I think sometimes we don't let ourselves loosen up a little bit. Be like, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. Even if I make a choice where I realize that actually wasn't the right one, I'm going to learn from that. In other words, it doesn't always have to be super, super serious. We can play. We can experiment. We can have fun. We can make mistakes. That's just part of being human. So whatever you choose, just know you can always choose something different later. You have a really bright future ahead of you, full of all kinds of different directions, (laughs) full of mistakes, full of redos, full of experimentation, and full of joy.
And now I'm going to be sharing a listener response message. Hi, Bunny. Uh, this is a listener response. Uh, not to a particular question, but I'm just driving home right now and I was listening to your podcast and I just kind of had this realization that I felt called to share, but um, I guess I'm just thinking about how valuable this platform is, and I'm thinking about, I'm really just like struck at how we can really just validate each other. Like we have that power we have all the power we need to give each other the validation that we're looking for. And it's, I, maybe that's obvious and maybe that's not very profound, but it feels really like, um, I just feel really grateful that you're creating this space where we really can, we think that we need to, go after our careers in the right way and we look to need to look a certain way and we we have all of these, you know, hierarchical beliefs you speak about of how to measure up and how to know that we're, you know, doing it right and doing the whole thing right. But we really can rewrite that. We can really rewrite what the requirements are to feel validated. And I just hope everyone, if this makes it onto the podcast, I hope everyone listening to this knows that you are, in my eyes, you're completely validated in every, in every part of who you are. And that's really coming from my heart. So thank you. I know this is kind of vague, but I just felt called to call in. So. Thank you, everyone. Wow, that was so well put and so true. And it's wild how simple it is sometimes when you really just think about it, like how much we are constantly looking for that validation in all of these places where it's not going to be. And then we can literally just tell each other, how okay we all are, how whole we all are already just as who we are. It's so amazing. And and to your point, like we don't realize how powerful that is. It's so powerful. And, and what I hope is that connecting to our higher selves, the part of us that knows we are whole and that other people are whole is what is going to be the healing of the world because so much of the world's problems is our inability to understand that everybody deserves love, care, abundance, and that there is actually enough for us all. That we don't have to be fighting each other. That it's really not sustainable. And when you called in and said that it's just so awesome to hear that message is is 
is resonating with you. And, and I love the part where you said that you're all valid in my eyes. That's so important. That is such a beautiful thing to say. And it's so important for people to hear. So thank you so much for feeling called to send in that message. It was beautiful and touched my heart. And I know it meant a lot to other people too. All right, everyone, that wraps up episode 103. Y'all are the best. Thank you so much to everyone for sending in the questions and sharing your vulnerability, sharing your story. It's so appreciated by everybody that listens to this podcast, especially me. Take care of yourself this week. Be kind. Try not to judge exactly where you're at on the path. It doesn't help anything. Be patient. Be encouraging, nurturing, never shaming, never guilting. That's not how we sustain our growth. We love ourselves all the way through. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.